0: Well, our moms think we're funny. Hey, everybody! This is Turk one eighty two, and I'm a Comey. Sorry, I was taking a drink.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> taking the piss? <laughs> I, I still don't understand. But I, I get, I get what it means, but like, where did that come from? You taking the piss? But like, uh, what? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Um, you know the the word piss is in the Bible. <laughs> Is it now? Yeah, and like the old King James translation from the 1600s, yeah, it's like, and he did slaughter every man that pisseth against the wall. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, look out. <laughs> <laughs> and they did say, remember the Alamo. <laughs> he,
1: and he said, remember well, the Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's the Alamo? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do that for Ozzy? I was like, what? And he's like, I remember going over and saying, I remember the Alamo? She said, like, fuck America, fuck the
0: president.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, God, I hope Ozzy never
0: changes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I know I've told you a lot of stories from his biography. Did I tell you the chicken story? <laughs> I don't know if you told me a chicken story. It was, like, right where the point where they were selling a lot of albums and making a lot of money. And so he he decided he wanted to raise chickens. He was like, you know, I've got I've got this big-ass house. I've got a lot of property. I want these chickens. I want chickens. And his wife, of course, is like, you're not going to want to raise chickens. <laughs> like, it's something you're fixated on. It's it's not something you're going to actually want to do. You don't want the responsibility of a pet. He's like, no, I, I fucking want chickens. I'm going to get chickens. And so he gets him, and everything's fine for a couple of weeks before he gets bored with him, and of course he's like incredibly strung out on drugs and alcohol, and, and it's uh this is like during the really bad period of his life. And so she keeps telling him they don't forget to feed the chickens, don't forget to get to feed the chickens, and so she's like leaving on some kind of a trip to like visit family or friends or something, and before she leaves, she's like <coughs> don't forget to feed the chickens. And so he's he's like tripping out, he's, he's like on all kinds of drugs, all kinds of alcohol, and he's like man, fuck those chickens. So he, <laughs> he gets up and gets a gun and goes outside and just starts fucking killing all the chickens. Jeez, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just absolutely massacring them. He's <laughs> like, he looks over onto the next property and the neighbors are just on the porch staring at him with their mouths hanging open. He's like, yeah, fuck these chickens! <laughs> <laughs> Wow! <laughs> oh, I love his autobiography. <laughs> oh man, that's that special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, so what are we uh, what are we talking about today? All right? Uh, so well, we were uh, we were actually watching Casino Royale uh, the the Daniel Craig remake whilst uh, whilst we were having dinner mhm and we we saw an example of a of a trope uh, we we saw an example of the uh, the inverted male gaze oh yes so you know the, the male gaze in, in television trope terms for those unfamiliar is when the camera like pans up the body of an attractive woman basically showing this is what a dude would you know this is the the order in which the dude would look at the woman, so when it's inverted over to female gaze, then it's doing it for a hot dude. So, uh, you know, got me got me thinking a bit about uh, about tropes. Uh, we've talked a lot about tropes on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, and Wait. a lot of times, you know, I, I know I've gone on the record as saying, I, I like, it. I, I like when there are tropes in a film, because it's like, this is something that has been proven by the formula to enhance your viewing experience, for the most part. Yeah, because there's one in particular that you don't like. There, oh, there's, there's several, but yeah, I mean, there, there are tropes that I don't like. And so, you know, I realize, you know, we've talked up tropes a lot, mm-hmm. but we've never really talked about which ones just piss us right off and, and ruin the experience for. So I thought it'd be fun if we did that. Uh, now since, since I did mention the, the female gaze one, I'm just gonna, like, toss this out there, because this was, like, one of my favorite internet videos last year. Okay. <laughs> so, there was some feminist on TikTok or whatever talking about the female gaze trope, and she wasn't using Daniel Craig, she was using, uh, she was using a, a still from one of the Thor movies, because he's, he's always got his, right. you know, gratuitous shirtless scenes, which is fine, I mean, dude, dude has earned it, but, uh, she's like, and, 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 What we see here is an example of the female gaze. And then the camera cuts away to some dude at a piano and he starts playing. He's like, no, that's Chris Hemsworth. Female gays are called lesbians. (laughs) 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 That's one of the best things I've ever seen online ever. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I, I was thinking, you know, we've never really talked about tropes that we could just do without that just piss us right off. And I don't know what this trope is, but I wanted to just start right, come in hot with this. Because this pisses me off, and I've seen it so many times, and I have no idea what the trope is, but I know it's a trope because I've seen it so many times. And that's when they have, like, these musicians who are street musicians. And so they have no formal training, but, like, they've been playing all their lives, they can play beautifully, just freehand, playing by ear, all that. And then they come into an academic setting or a classroom setting and the teacher or the music instructor, the music professor is like, could you play scales for us? And they can't do it because, uh, because, you know, they don't have formal training. Right. And so then they're like, no, no, I can play. And all the students are laughing at them and like, you can't play. And he's like, no, no, I'll play the way I learn how to play. And then they start freestyling and it's amazing. And it's a bullshit trope to me. (laughs) Because, like, if you've learned to play by ear, if you can freestyle like that, you can play fucking scales. You may not be able to read music. I'll acknowledge that you may not be able to read music. But there's no way that you can't go, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Any idiot can do that. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm calling that shit out. I've seen it in, like, four different movies, and it always pisses me off. Because <laughs> if, if
1: you know... If you know how to play an instrument, then you know that, that, that the... You know the tones, you know that, that you know it's gonna go up in pitch, yeah. so all you're doing is just saying
0: start from the lowest and go up to the highest, or, yeah. you know, for the, uh, just, come on. And, like, mm. the majority of instruments are designed around scales, and a lot of times I see the shit on piano or whatever. God, I can't remember what the movie was, but it was, like, this kid's dad, like, gets Alzheimer's while, like, they're living on the streets, they're both homeless, he's his they're both street musicians, and, and so, like, all the classmates are like, Hey, hey, think you can play piano? Why don't you play some rock and roll? He's like, Oh, I can play rock and roll! And he starts doing, like, this blues number. It's like, But you, ten seconds ago, couldn't play scales. So which is it? Pick a goddamn lane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they they always want to make it seem like, I don't know anything! Yeah! That, that, that would be, that would be like, if, if, like, I'd never had any formal education, and... And I was like, but I learned how to, you know, how to write or, you know, uh, you know, write stories or whatever because of, I I don't know, like listening to audio books or something. And then they were like, okay, so uh, recite your ABCs. I (laughs) can't, (laughs) All right? Like, sure you can. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
0: I, just, like, it, I don't know how to conjugate verbs, but... I mean, I wrote this book, and it, like, drops War and Peace on there. <laughs> <laughs> God, it just... Oh, it makes me so mad. Like, it has always bothered me. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's bad. <laughs> uh, By the we, way, there's over 24,000 tropes listed on TVTropes.com, so we're not going to get through all of these. Oh. Uh, Let's...
1: <laughs> i would say, one of, one of the tropes I hate, and... I mean, I guess it's not, okay, so, it's the, the shootout where, like, I don't expect, I I don't expect you to have to show them every time reloading the gun, right? Right, right. But it's a shootout where they're, like, they never, either they never run out of bullets. Yeah. You know? And, but you never see them, like, it's one thing, I don't have to see you, like, change clips or something like that right mm-hmm. like every time i do need to at least see where you pull the trigger and like and the gun's empty yeah yeah you know then i can cut back and then you know you can just show them cocking a gun again i'm gonna get the you know i get the impression okay again, you 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 do you have clips or something to that effect but it's when they're always like like i've got i've got a you know like a revolver right and i got right. six shots and i shoot like eight times and then you see like or i'll shoot like 12 times and you'll see me like change like the change change like uh 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 um reload the gun once then I'll shoot like twenty more times and you show me reload the gun again or the or the when they have the 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 pocket full of bullets. Yeah like, Who yeah. cares a pocket full of bullets. Who <laughs> cares a pocket full of bullets. Like I'm going into a gunfight. I don't know how many how many, like if, okay if I've if I've got if I've got a if I got a pistol, right? I mean I um uh, um uh, yeah I got a pistol like I've got a clip. And I know how many bullets are in that clip. So if I grab five clips, right? Yeah. I know how many bullets I have. Right, right. Plus I know that I've got five clips. So like, and when I, when, if, if I'm not, if I'm not gonna just dump them on the ground, I'm gonna take one and put it in the other pocket. You know? Yeah. So I know that when I go like, oh, here, this pocket's full, this pocket's empty, I'm running out. But I'm not just gonna be like, okay, I've got a revolver here, so I'm just gonna dump a bunch of bullets in my pocket. I don't know if I got ten or if I got like you know twenty five. Right, right. But right. It, should, it should be enough for me to take on the Mexican cartel. <laughs> <sighs> like that—that that to me is just insane. It—it it, I love action movies. I love gunfights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Another trope I hate is when you've got a. um uh, a movie where the people are fighting, especially if any of the people know martial arts. And I can't stand when you've got the bad guy and he's got his henchmen. Yeah. yeah, And all of them know martial arts. Right. Like, all right. of them know martial arts. Like, was that a prerequisite? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you go to henchmen or us and you were like, so, like, what are you looking for today? Well, they gotta be able to know, like, small arms and automatic weapons. Okay. Yeah. Um... Boxing and I want to know martial arts, but Muay Thai is uh, a thousand dollars more per head. Uh, uh, Oh, no, I can't afford that one either. Well, how much much is it if they're
0: just like purple belts in karate? (laughs) Oh, she's gonna walk out in traffic. Do it, pussy. You won't.
1: I like how this guy's in a SUV. He can see above all the cars, but he somehow does not see this girl just walking out in traffic or standing right there in front of him. And he. <laughs> and then the screen went red like a fucking video game.
0: BOOM! <laughs> you die.
1: And he used both feet up step on the brake. the one foot wasn't enough. I got sciatic in this one leg, so sometimes it don't work quite right.
0: <laughs> so. Um, well, speaking of like martial arts and henchmen and stuff, I hate martial arts movies where they only attack one at a time yeah where they're like all surrounding the bad guy and they're all like doing their their little street fighter animation (laughs) cycle and then they only attack him one at a time because it's like you're the bad guys you should absolutely be fighting dirty and jackie chan movies are great about that they're they're great about like people just ganging up on him and treating him like shit in in a combat now i understand like you don't want to do i mean
1: two at a time is one thing Three at a time can get messy if you guys are uncoordinated. Yeah. 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 Cause you're going to be getting each other's way. So over, more than that, great. But yeah, when he, when he's got your, his back to you and you've got like a damn weapon and you're just standing there waiting for him to turn around, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. But what I really hate though is when they're fighting and their, their, they're, 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 especially when they have no martial arts and a person gets like kicked and punched like five or six times. And they get knocked down, they get back up, like, that shit's unreal. Like, yeah, yeah. no, like, like, you're staying down. Like, I mean, I, I don't know what he's paying you, but he's not paying you that kind of money. <laughs> he's paying you, like, like, oh shit, this guy knows how to fight back, and he just like kicked the shit out of me like eight times. Oh, I think I'm <laughs> unconscious.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think anybody working in Hollywood as a fight coordinator, you owe it to yourself to study the ever-loving shit out of the hallway fight from Old Boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that answers all of that. Like they they already knew, okay, more than two or three guys approaching you was messy. Let's set it in a narrow hallway. Mm-hmm. We will use the cinematography to demonstrate that it's a narrow hallway, so there's no question, oh there's a reason that only two or three guys are attacking him. Mm-hmm. They make it clumsy. They make that, like, some of the attacks miss. Some people just trip and fall over themselves. All kinds of things like that happen. And then once he's dropped a good three-quarters of these dudes, the rest are scared out of their fucking minds. Yeah. They're backing away from him. They're trying to keep out of his reach because they know, oh,
1: he's winning. And I love something like that where you got the one guy that kind of that, that kind of moves up and he swings. And when he misses, and he immediately, like, slides back to the back. Like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Like,
0: like, like, I missed. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> Uh, I had my shot, I blew it like that, <laughs> that's it. And like they, and, and like when they finally do manage to bring him down, it's like a gradual thing over the course of the entire fight. Mm-hmm. Like every once in a while, a guy will get in a lucky punch, somebody will like break their, their stick across his back or something, and it's only after he has fought for a long fucking time and is really tired that somebody manages to stab him in the back and he drops. And then the rest of the people are standing there, they're panting, they're exhausted, they're like, holy shit, we did it. And then he stands back up and they're like, oh god, no. See, that's what I like. And they, like, so they, they, they do an homage to the hallway fight
1: in Daredevil. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the uh, the Netflix series, the first season. And it's fantastic. You can do another one with him buying bikers in a, it's not a hallway fight, but it's another, like, extended shot like that. Yeah. But I love, cause even in that, they, they do the thing, like, he's fighting a couple guys, and then at one point, like, he's leaning up against the wall, and he's, like, breathing heavy. And then, and the one of the guys he's fought is, like, he's, you know, trying to catch his breath too. Like, I like. I don't like it when they're superhuman. You know, right, like right. give me give me some some realism because that I know that you know, like I'm I'm not gonna run out there and try to imitate these guys. You know, obviously. Oh, I will. But would. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm rooting for this guy because he's kind of the everyman. Even if he even if it is like Daredevil or Old Boy, or whatever. I'm rooting for him because he's the everyman. Yeah, yeah. So the more normal and ordinary you make him seem. The more invested I am in him, yeah, and the yeah. the and the more I want to see him. It's like the more I start to root for him, and when he succeeds, the more I'm like, this guy like is bad. Like I'm like like straight up. I'm like pointing at the camera like fucking Robocop. Like this one mean motherfucker, you know. Like <laughs> it, 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 but you but if he just walks in there like fucking Steven Seagal style, just flipping people without actually doing it, did I show you that video. Yeah, and <laughs> the guys come at him, and he's like barely doing anything. They're just flipping themselves over. Oh no! <laughs> Oof! I <laughs> mean, I mean, they I am mean, like, come on, dude! Like, I, I'm completely checked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there there's a good example of a trope that we hate is the tireless hero. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we hate it when our guys don't show limits.
1: Yeah. Oh, and so just because we're watching this movie here, and this chicks in the in the bathtub. One thing I cannot stand, and so, okay, it, it, it goes back to when I watched the movie Striking Distance with uh, Bruce Willis and, um, uh, what's her name, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah. So, and this pissed me off because, and I think we I talked about this once before, it pissed me off because at some point, right, um, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's got a pretty
0: nice pair on her,
1: like you knew what the scene was and what was going to happen and all this other kind of stuff, And nobody changed anything. And that's what made me mad. So Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker's characters, um, uh, they go to this party and she is wearing a, um, a strapless dress. Yeah. Yeah. They leave the party. They go back to his, to his boat and then the two of them start to kiss. And then they end up going into the bedroom. She takes off her dress and she's wearing a bra with straps. (laughs) you don't want to do a nude scene fine but if you're going to all of a sudden get into a bra with straps like then you should have worn a different dress and you knew that the scene was coming up like you knew after this was this scene right here a different dress should have been worn or something should have been done either do the fucking nude scene or like have like a like a strapless bra with just the cups and everything or whatever but all of a sudden she just like she went and got out of the dress and put on a bra to take the bra back off like what the
0: hell yeah, yeah, it's that a, that is stupid.
1: Man, damn, she's immediately dry. Even the even the <laughs> hair, like up down her back, is dry. Yeah, she no, just no got more suds
0: a, uh, on her or anything.
1: And she's walking around like her, like her. She's got the towel covered in her front, but like she's not
0: like oh, she's leaving her that's bare a fucking trope. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See the blonde here, right? Yeah, yeah. She was the
1: leader of Josie and the Pussycats in Fort Fairlane. Oh, okay. The, the band he that uh, that owed him money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so and of course the other person in Josie and Pussycats was uh, Pamela Adlon. Who does the voice of uh, Bobby Hill and stuff like that? Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, so okay, uh, <laughs> but, uh so that's that's one thing. The other one is in the movie after the two people have had sex and the girl sits up in bed. I and was she, just
0: about to bring that up. And she
1: pull and she pull, She has the sheet covering her tits. Like we
0: just had sex. Yeah. I mean, yep. like like we just had sex. Like, what are you covering up? It's like there's nobody else in the house. It's just you two. You just banged. I know that like it's a Hollywood reason for doing it, like you show too much nudity, eventually it affects your film rating. But it pulls me out of the movie. Right. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a horny bastard who wants to look at tits. Like it's just legitimately unrealistic. <laughs> oh, I don't want you to think I'm a slut. Right,
1: and, and they they pull them, they keep covering themselves like we like we just had sex, like, like what what are you covering up with I haven't seen before? <laughs> I mean, I would be tempted to reach up and like, show me up, damn titties! <laughs> 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 the other thing, and this is probably just a me thing, right? Because I know that everybody does their beds this way, um, but another thing is when they get out of bed and they have the sheet wrapped around them and they go dragging the sheet throughout the house. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I tuck my sheet into the bed. Like unless you're willing to fucking remake my bed, they don't pull the sheet off of it. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't. I'm like, damn it! Like I can't
0: stand that, man. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, what part of this makes sense to you? Yeah. That that is. And I think a lot of the tropes I don't like are from, like, romantic movies and shit. Because I, I hate the thing with the bedsheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate Godiva hair. And, like, every once in a while I can, oh, yeah. I can get the appeal of it. But, like, come on. Realistically, women don't do that. Right. Uh, like, I, I think, like, with the with the cert, uh, with the Antonio Banderas Zorro, it, it, they kind of did it organically. Right. Like, her hair just, like, fell into place like that. But like ninety-nine times out of a hundred I've I've seen chicks walking around naked, they're not gonna do the dye of the hair mm-hmm. unless it is to tease you. Right. So I hate when they try to act like that's a normal thing.
1: Yeah, that 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 kind of stuff that it's 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 so damn annoying. Um now I know that in a movie where you you know, someone's getting beat up and stuff, you can't have them like, you know, like bleeding all over the place all the time. But if you're gonna if you're gonna get cut, like in the face Mm-hmm. Especially across the cheek or the forehead, you gotta show some blood running down. You just can't have like a line of blood across the forehead and be like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like there are certain parts of the body that even if they're not like, major like organs or body parts like they bleed a lot like yeah, if you yeah. get cut in the face it bleeds a lot yeah you know regardless of if it does a lot of damage so if you i mean that's one of the things like you, you know, i mean uh i mean hell the batman says in a dark night he's like i cut him above the eyelid you know so he's because it's gonna it bleeds a lot and it's gonna blind his vision like yeah that's yeah. one of the things. if i cut you like in the forehead or the eye, it's gonna bleed and it's gonna that's why you do that
0: they, so, um, the directors and writers talk about that in Princess Bride. The reason that um, they cut across the cheek, that uh, the, the dude does that to Inigo, mm-hmm. and then he does it back to him, is because it's so demoralizing in a fight. If you get cut in the face, you're going to bleed a lot, and that immediately just saps your motivation to keep going because it's like I'm losing. I wouldn't be bleeding this much if I wasn't losing. Right. Like it's 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 like a known martial arts tactic, and I hate when a person gets so. The
1: movie um Olympus has fallen, mm-hmm. uh with uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yep. One of the things when I saw that movie, it's not a great movie, it's decent, right? It's fun. But one thing I loved about that movie was when his character goes into the White House to stop the Koreans, right? God damn. Wow. Um uh when uh he goes in the air, he double taps the guys. Yeah, yeah. Like I I I love that. When I saw that, that became a fan of that movie just because of that. Because I hate it when a person gets shot and they immediately just die. Like you get shot in the stomach and they just fall over
0: dead. Yeah. Or, yeah. or they get
1: stabbed and they die. Like nobody dies that fast unless you get stabbed in the heart.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I mean, like, like, you just don't like like you stab in the stomach ah and, and they like they're dead like that. Nick, like, no.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that that's annoying. That's really annoying. Uh, that that's one thing I liked about John Wick was that he double taps. Yes. Like, John Wick double taps, um, Mike Ehrman Trout in Breaking Bad. There's a scene where he's clearing out one of uh, Gustavo Fring's warehouses, and he double taps everybody. So, like, he he's around the corner, and the guys are, are, like, shooting at him. And as soon as he hears them stop to reload, he comes and shoots them each once. And then as he walks up, he just goes, pop, 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 and yeah. just keeps walking. Doesn't even slow down his pace, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene.
1: And I, I hate just the generic, like, all, all you have to do is just put your... Put your hand on the back of their head and on their chin and then just like, like record scratch and yeah. break their neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just, just that simple. And by the way, if you break my neck, like, you might not kill me. I might just be paralyzed. Yeah. I'd love to see a scene where the guy's like, he's like, um, do you mean to kill me? Because I'm still alive. God, that was the so legs. Like, is this what you wanted to do? Like, really? You just want to, like, leave me like this? This is horrible! God. Why would you
0: kill me? That would be so funny. We need to, we need to do a parody of that. No, <laughs> like, wait, come back! Like, the bad guy nods to the henchman and he just goes, crack! the guy's like, ah, oh, oh god, oh god, I can't move, I can't move. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! <laughs> oh shit, I, th- I thought this would kill him!
1: <laughs> he does it, he's like, it's like,
0: ah, oh, 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 oh god, that,
1: that <laughs> <back> feels better. <laughs>
0: right, that, that that worked the kink right out. Oh wow, that is I was, amazing. I also, I was, like work with these guys so I
1: like save enough money to get surgery. I need a backyotomy, but 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 now Jesus! Oh, he, he does like the way like the arm wave, like whoa! It's like shake this shit out. <laughs> I mean, it's flexible since high school. Holy shit! <laughs> you see the guy in the members only jacket there, right? This guy, mm-hmm. yeah. You know who he is, right?
0: Nah. You can, is o-
1: blindness. you can only have, like, like two of him in a quadrant.
0: Um. Oh, shit. Uh. uh <laughs> oh, God. What was that bit? What was that fucking bit? <laughs> J. Michael Vincent? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess I get, I get, I get Jan, Jan Jan quadrant Vincent Fever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's time to Jan Michael. You are Vincent.
1: <laughs> we're watching uh "Sins of Desire." By the way, it's on <laughs> it's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's a Jim Wernoski film with Tanya Roberts. Excuse me, the late Tanya Roberts. Uh So I found this movie because I just got done watching "A View to a Kill" with Tanya Roberts in it. She's a very pretty woman. She's got beautiful eyes. Yeah, she used yeah. to be on that '70s show. She died, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. last year. The year before, I think, it was last year. Also, reasonable. um. Yeah, and uh, and so I was watching A View to a Kill. I do love A View to a Kill because I love James Bond, and I love Duran Duran, and so like, bam. Plus, uh it has Grace Jones in it, and Dolph Lundgren, even though he doesn't have a speaking role. Yeah. And Christopher Walken is the bad guy. So, <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, so, View to Kill is, is beautiful. So I was watching that and I was like, Oh, let me see if there's anything else with, with Tiny Robertson. And then I came across this movie and it said Jim Wernowski directed. I was like, Jim Wernowski, of course. <laughs> so, so we're watching that right now while we're recording. Of course, it's got the late Jen Michael Benson in it, who I'm going to tell you. Out of all the shit he did, he was in like I think Airwolf and stuff like that. He was in the uh, the original Mechanic with uh, Charles Bronson, mm, which okay. is a great film. I love the original Mechanic. Yeah, um, but yeah, Jan Michael Vincent. Uh, uh, calling all Jan Michael Vincents. <laughs> <laughs> is it important that I know who Jan Michael Vincent is?
0: <laughs> uh, so anyway, so um, one that um kind of annoys me, and it's it's really specific. Because, uh... Wow, that's an 80s ass. This, was, a, this is a 90s movie, and that's an 80s That was ass. a distractingly 80s ass. I'd lost track of what I was saying there. <laughs> wow. Good lord, that's almost concave. <laughs> it's through. so long, yeah. man.
1: It, it, like, goes up halfway or back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, we've talked about this with other stuff. I'm fine with strong female characters, I love strong female characters. A trope I actually really like is something like when uh, when Ripley pilots the uh the, the crane machine thing. Oh yeah, the, the exoskeleton. Yeah, the exoskeleton, and, and so they're like, "Oh, you think you can handle it?" And she does it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she doesn't call attention to it. And it's not like seamen; a woman can do it too. They don't. They don't have a need to call attention to it. I think so that's Point Star Victoria Paris. Oh, go ahead. go ahead. So yeah, what throws me. Like, the, I guess it's like the inverse of that trope is that it pisses me off when I feel the need to call attention to it. Right. And like, I I know we talked about this with, um, the Star Wars sequel trilogy, um, with The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, I was pretty excited over Rin at the time. Like, like they, they, like, just killed the entire franchise for me. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't have a problem with her, um. I didn't, except for the way they depicted her strength. Like, I was fine with it. When they showed her at first, I was like, okay, strong female lead. Cool. I hope they do it right. I like strong female leads. Don't don't fuck it up, boys. And then, like, when they're running, and the way they convey, hey, guys, this is a strong, independent female who don't need no man, the way they depict it is that she's running with Poe, and she trips and falls, and he tries to help her up, and she's like, no, I don't need your help! It's like... (laughs) You didn't just—you didn't show that she's a strong, independent woman. You just made her a bitch. Thanks. <laughs> With a bitch, you can die. Now I'm not rooting for her. Like, there's, there's so many better ways of doing this. She could have had a cool fight scene where she like kicks ass. You could have done any kind of number of things, but instead it was like, no, fuck you. How dare you be nice to me? You being nice to me means you think I'm weak. Yeah, it's, that pisses me off. I
1: hate that shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so if you. I mean, if you were not, you and I were walking and you tripped and fell, yeah, I would try to help you up. Yeah. Like, dude, like, say, so you need my help? And I'd send you a hand. If you say, like, nah, I'm, I'm good. But if we're trying to get away from something and you trip and fall and be like, dude, I'm going to try to help you up as fast as possible. Yeah. Either that or I'm going to leave you behind because I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only two, uh, like, outcomes. Right. But, like, if you do try to help me up and I'm like, no, fuck you, I don't need your help, then you would leave. Yeah. And I would be like, you know what? I had that coming because that was a, a real... The real twat move. Yeah, like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I guess that's the thing. Like, you can show a strong female lead, but don't make her a bitch. Don't make her unlikable. I like my protagonist to be likable in some capacity here. Yeah. I'm like, a, 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 a God, we've talked about strong female characters so many times, but, like, uh, too, uh, By the way, it's not Victoria be- uh, ah. Paris, it's Becky Lebeau, Okay, Also a former porn star. Yeah, great tits. Uh, but yeah, like, Uma Thurman's character in Kill Bill. Oh yeah. And like, and she's, she's not like a, a nice, like, oh hey, hope you're having a great day, kind of strong female character. She, she can be mean, but she's not a bitch. She's not unlikable. Right. She's cool. Yeah, I mean. There's the difference. Like, learn how to show somebody being cool without just being a see you next Tuesday.
1: Right. That's the thing. They, whenever, like, you can show a guy having two sides to himself. He, he's like, I'm the, I'm the the regular cool guy, but don't piss me off. Like, not to keep taking everything back to John Wick, but going back to John Wick, like I'm a cool guy. You know, I'm just trying to live a regular life. But oh yeah, if if you fuck me over, like then you're gonna meet Baba Yaga. (laughs) Then God help you. Right. As opposed to like, I'm always a bitch. You know, like I'm bitch, 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 bitch. Like no, (laughs) you you can be like I'm just a regular chick. Don't do me wrong. Like kill bill like the bride yeah i'm a regular chick you know blah 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 and that's the thing like in the end of kill bill when bill is talking to her and he's like let me ask you a question did you really think that your life in like in texas was gonna work and she's like no and she's like but i would have had bb's like that's the thing like she didn't fool herself she knew that was this but but still like it's like i can be this i can be a normal person i don't have to kill people right you know right but if you piss me off, I will. Like that's the thing. Like you piss me off, I will. She didn't kill everybody, but if you fucked her over, she killed you. Yeah, that was yeah. just it. Uh, so, I mean, that's even if, even when she goes to see um the uh, the Acuna, the the head of the Akuna boys, right? Right, right. Like Bill's like adopted father. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I got to say, I absolutely love that scene because, you know, they're both being so charming and she's kind of being slightly flirtatious until the girl comes over there because he's like, you know, Bill, he shoots you in the head, no? And she's like, yeah, he's like, I would have been, you know, gentle. I would have just cut your face. And then the girl comes over there with the cut face and she sees just what a monster he is yeah, and her yeah. whole demeanor changes. Yeah. I love that scene. It's so it's so beautiful, but then but the thing is, like knowing he's a piece of shit, does she kill him? No, no, like yeah, you're a piece of shit, but I'm not here for you, right? Like, right, that that's your shit. Other people, you've screwed them over worse than than me. Actually, you've never screwed me over at all, technically, except for you know taking care of Bill. So let them deal
0: with you. Like I'm just gonna deal with my shit and then move on. Right, right. I don't know. Just like even if your even if your goal is to write a bitch character, there's ways of doing it with like the kind of character you love to hate. Mm-hmm. Like there there's ways of doing it to where it's still like okay, like uh, uh, always sunny. All of those people, all those characters are terrible people. Oh yeah, they are those horrible human beings and beings. And D is an absolute bitch. <laughs> Just an absolute bitch. She spits on people. She spits in their coffee. She shoplifts. She's a druggie. She's a drunk. <laughs> she's a smoker. She's a piece of shit. I love that character. He's <laughs> great. Absolutely love that character. She's amazing. And Caitlin Olsen is an amazing actor. And it's spectacular. That's how That's how you make a bitch character done how right. How tall is this guy? Oh wow. shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's as tall as the door. But yeah, like... So even if even if the the Star Wars writers are going to say that their goal with Ray was to make her a bitch, no, like you can make a bitch likable. Yeah, you can. Ripley's a bitch. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, Ripley's a straight-up bitch. Like, and she's amazing. Yeah, when when Gorman tries to apologize to her and, and everything, and she's like, you know, yeah, whatever. And she just like walks away. Like she's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, even when when she's talking to uh, to Burke. And he calls, and when she calls him back up and everything, and she's like, you know, promise me that we're, we're there to kill him, not to, you know, not to, you know, examine him, not to bring him back, but destroy him. He's like, yeah, and she's like, okay, I'm in. Click, and he's like, I'm glad to see click. Like, like, like <laughs> I got all of shit to talk to you about. I mean, she's a bitch, but she's a
0: likable bitch. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, there's there's ways of doing this right, and just uh, and I mean, it, it immediately. And because that happens early in the movie, too, with... I, with I, I love that hidden door, man. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, um, like, that That just immediately colored the mood of the entire movie for me. Yeah. Because that happens so early on with Rin. And, like, Poe is a super likable guy. Oh, yeah, Poe's very likable. He's, he's awesome. And so, it's just, like, she falls. They're running for their lives. He wants to help her. She's like, no, I don't need your help. And it was just immediately like, oh, this, this fucking movie, oh okay. Wait, 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 you keep saying Poe. Do you
1: mean Poe? Or do you mean... Oh, uh,
0: Finn. Finn.
1: Finn, yeah. I get those yeah. two
0: mixed up every time. No, I,
1: Finn's a piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking hate Finn. I mean, like, the only, the only like, kind of, like, regular black guy in Star Wars, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a janitor. I'm a Stormtrooper janitor. Like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> okay, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Poe, I like. Poe po, is his badass. Poe is amazing. I was just getting... Finn's a piece of shit. I was getting the two mixed up, yeah. Now, now to be fair... I saw The Force Awakens, and I saw um, the the one after that. Um, shit, Last Jedi. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I saw those two in theaters when they came out. So it's been a hot fucking minute since I've seen either of them. God, this one and sucks. So much. Rise of Skywalker, I didn't even watch. Yeah, I didn't came either. out. Everybody was making a big deal, and I was like, Nah, <laughs> no. Nah, I mean, so
1: you you know the stormtrooper that that Ray like Jedi mind tricks uh, when she was in the first one when she's like all, all tied up and stuff. And, yes, she, and she Jamaic yes. tricks the uh the storm into letting her go. Yeah. That's yeah. Daniel Craig. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But yeah, I mean the, the, and not to get on those movies, because those movies are uh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna uh, trope is when you reboot a franchise and all you do is just fucking copy the first movie. Uh like the Omen. Like is, well, no, is no. Is that a trope? <laughs> no, that that's 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 like a remake, right? Yeah. you talking yeah. about like Force Awakens. It was just a fucking oh, where, this is Death
0: Star again, where it follows all the same beats, right? It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like
1: the 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 main thing is like the weapon is like the Death Star. Well, this is a shitty Death Star because we pull stars in and we shoot them across the galaxy. Like, first off, you drill the fucking hole in the planet, and you didn't destroy the planet, and you're sucking in stars from a, from someplace. Have you not seen like Star Trek: Next Generation? Like, you know what happens when you destroy a star? Like fucking Dark Phoenix did that. You know, like like what the hell? Our that was a
0: bad fucking
1: movie. You know, I mean I'm mean the the comic book. Like oh, when, uh, when, when okay. Phoenix actually yeah, ate yeah. a star and then like the, a... the Shi'ar Empire was like, oh hey, you ate a star, you kill all these people over here. and yeah, that was and so, That was
0: good. Okay, that, that yeah. was handled well. That's how you do it right.
1: But I'm like, but yeah, when you when you to say we're gonna reboot this and and then all you do is just follow like the exact same plot of the first movie, like yeah. the, the remake of the thing. Yep, yep. And it's like, oh well no we we're gonna show you what happened to the Swedish camp. Hey, here's a like a like news flash give a shit what happened at the Swedish camp. Like, I got yeah. found out about that when McCready and them go
0: to the Swedish camp and like, look like they all died. <laughs> F- fuck them Swedes, that's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, like... Like, all I need to know about them is that they killed the dog. Okay. Right. I mean,
1: I hate that when it's like, well, we're going to remake this or we're going to, like, reboot the franchise. We're just going to go ahead and just repeat everything from the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, well, then you didn't... Why,
1: why don't you just watch the first one? Or when you remake a movie... Like a foreign film like Let the Right One In.
0: Yeah. Only or, or only or old boy.
1: Right <laughs> and you just you take everything that was good about it and you fucking bastardize it? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, well, why don't I just watch the original? Because that's the good one. But now you've ruined that one with this one because people are going to see this one and say, and be like, like, well, you should watch the i original.
0: But like, right? Why right. this one was horrible? Why don't I watch I, the original? Yeah, I don't, I don't see the need for those types of remake. And that's been my big criticism with the old boy remake from the very beginning. Is there's nothing wrong with the original? Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with the original. You just need to tell your friends, hey, get over it. Read some fucking subtitles because this is an excellent movie. Yes. That's all it takes. You don't need to watch whatever travesty that was with, with the reinterpretation and the Josh Brolin and the baseball bat. And it was retarded. It was just horrible. I had nothing good about it. Yeah. It's just like when they kept talking and hopefully that, like, these talks have
1: died down. But when they were talking about The Rock being in a remake of Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Oh, God. I didn't like, know like, they were discussing that. Yes. God, Christ Almighty. Like, I hope that doesn't the, happen.
1: You cannot be. That role, you, I mean, like, the whole thing about Kurt Russell in that movie is he's the everyman. He yeah. talks shit, but, like, he, I mean, he can, actually, he kind of
0: lucks his way through that movie. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's just, like, and that's, and, like, only Kurt Russell has that kind of charm where he can just blindly luck his way through a movie. That's the right. way a lot of his characters are in a lot of movies. You cannot put The Rock in that movie and me expect him not to be
1: able to do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, right, like for him just to, su- to succeed off of blind
0: luck, be like, no, no, because he's the Rock, right? I could see um, Jackie Chan doing it, but then that kind of defeats the purpose because Jackie Chan is Chinese, right? Like he he could not play that role because he's Chinese, right? Because yeah, they, him driving the pork chop express there, like you know, like <laughs> him playing Jack Burton wouldn't be be, be Jackie Burton or something. I don't <laughs> Jackie <know>. Burton, <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chan. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, speaking of the Rock, I learned that Charlie Day. <laughs> He was dropping his kid off at school, when a bunch of his son's schoolmates found out that he was an actor. But well, so, they
1: just found out. Like, well, I mean, it's,
0: it's a it's a bunch of like seven and eight year olds. They're not gonna like organically come across a bunch of Charlie Day's movies. But they were like. Duh. You're an actor, dude. Do you know The Rock? And so, of course, he's gonna go with it. He's like, Yeah, I know The Rock. I know The Rock. And they're like, What's he like? And he's like, He's tiny, dude. He's like three feet tall in real life. <laughs> and they're like, What? And he's like, Yeah, dude. They, he's he's really small. They just they like they just shoot his footage twice on a smaller set, and then they blow him up so he looks big. <laughs> and all the kids are like, Yeah, but what about the cars he drives? They made tiny cars just for him. He's, he's small, dude. <laughs>
1: I know this is wrong. and I, I know this is absolutely wrong. But I love fucking with little kids. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I love to tell them bullshit.
0: <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, like, that. that's the most amazing lie I've ever heard anybody tell a child. <laughs> These kids just idolize The Rock and John Cena. <laughs> oh, he's tiny, dude. He's really tiny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I mean... I, I, this is kind of a trope, but I guess maybe not really, but laugh tracks. Uh, I guess that's a trope. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess the, the use of a laugh track The and what, what kills me about it is a laugh track is this. So, and this, this is like a proven thing. If you are in a group environment. And someone laughs, you're more inclined to laugh along with them. Right, right. You know, just like if you're in a group environment and someone is startled and jumps, you're more you're more likely to jump with them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're at home watching a sitcom and there's a laugh track and you hear people laughing, you're more inclined to laugh along with them. Right, right. Yeah. A laugh the, track is a trope. But the only reason you add a laugh track to a show is if the show is not funny. Right. right. And if the show is not funny change it like like that's that's what it is. if the show is not funny like this is not funny we're gonna air it anyway
0: like no if it's not funny don't do it like yeah, yeah. That, that's, it's that, that that basic yeah well i mean like and it was so fucking widespread that it was even in cartoons for a time i remember episodes of the flintstones and oh the, the, the Jetsons flintstones and
1: justins do have
0: it yeah yeah so i mean yeah it was just it was just overdone and i know that people have like aired episodes of seinfeld and friends without the laugh tracks and all the jokes just fall flat. Yeah.
1: Now I understand that if you can't always film a, a, a show in front of a live audience. <laughs> okay, I gotta rewind this. Yeah,
0: we're I, not doing I a, missed we're it. We're not doing a less watch. I gotta rewind this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, I, I missed it. This is
1: hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. It's not rewinding. <laughs> so... so <laughs> So the woman, the woman is, she's like checking out this place, right? And uh, in the so Tiny Roberts character is checking out this place in the in the middle of the night, and um, like she's she's broken in. I, like, what well, shit? This thing went back way too fucking yeah, it, far.
0: It's it's, gone, it's, like, gone. it's like
1: it's like a damn delay. My cable system is such a delay on shit, man. When I'm like trying to access like third party apps, um. So 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 she's in the house and she's uh. And she's, she's she's breaking, she's sneaking around, and a cat jumps out at her. Yeah. But it's clear that somebody threw the cat <laughs> because all four paws are up in the air. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, We're it's... Going, watch, you can clearly see someone just is you know, holding Candy's
0: <laughs> Uh, her outfit is very fringe, but I really like the all black. All right, here it comes. So this must have been... <laughs> Jesus Christ! That poor cat! Yeah, this was definitely before they had those animal protection laws in place. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, like, it's back, it's curved. <laughs> And, like, like, to the left, and, like, all
0: four paws, like, right to their right. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> sticking up airborne. <laughs> I know I shouldn't find that that funny, because she was hilarious. Well, like, they, they fucking shot-putted that thing. It's not like they just, like, underhand-tossed it. They were just, like, <laughs> Fuck this cat. Fuck this cat. <laughs> the guy was, like, drawn back like a baseball player. And, <laughs> like, he <laughs> comes. He's, like, Whoa. Must have been trying to, like, <laughs> wriggle free or scratch him or something. Fastball special, kitty! Look just got guy leaving his front door open and shit. Jeez. Well, nice, uh, nice generic drink brand vending machine.
1: Like, okay, I hate to do this, but I'm going to rewind this again. <laughs> just because I swear this chick's wearing the same outfit that the girl early was wearing. <laughs> that Delia Shepherd's character was wearing. Yeah, yeah. She looks familiar. I, I don't think I know her, but she looks familiar. Uh, how do you feel about idiot savants? Oh, wait, I do know That's Ava Fabian. Oh, okay. Um... I don't like the idiot savant trope when it's the, um... The kind of, not, not hapless guy, but the guy that just, that everyone just discounts. Um, so I'll tell you, they, they had a, um, they had a character like that in the Lightyear movie. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was the character was voiced by Taika Waititi. So I don't know the character's name or whatever. Um, I really don't remember, like, any of the character's names. Cause this guy pissed me off. And I'm thinking to myself, cause you know me, like, I'm thinking, if we're in a survival situation and you keep fucking up, I'm gonna, to, to quote Predator, like I'm gonna bleed you real quiet, and leave you here because <laughs> I don't. When we go to initiate the plan, I can't have you fucking up the plan, and you fucked up everything up to this point. So right, like right. I can't have you ruining this because this is our only shot. And then of course, like the one thing he knows how to do just happens to come into play at the end of everything, right?
0: right. Um.
1: So yes, yeah, the same same like kind of purple blue skirt, different yep. top, but same skirt.
0: Very similar though.
1: Uh. So. So I'm like, I can't have you doing that. So I'm just going to have to like get you out of the picture because, because I, I just, I just can't take the risk, you know? Yeah. So. And, and I know that's horrible, but at the same time though, like I'm thinking about everybody involved here. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you can't keep up with everyone and there's a risk. So I, I told you about my zombie, my zombie apocalypse plan, right? Yeah. I've yeah. got my group of people. I'm leading my people. If you don't want to follow me, you don't agree with the path that I'm taking. That's fine, right? You can leave and go off your own way, right? But you know, but don't follow us, stay out of our way, and that's it. If I think for a minute that you're going to that you could be a danger to us, or you could like, I don't know, tell somebody else about what we're doing, I'm gonna kill you. Right. Because I can't risk my life or everyone else's life in and I say everyone else's life, but Pretty much, it's just gonna be my life. It's my life. It's my life. Right. Right. I mean, like, all you, all you people here, like, we have to work together to survive. Right. And I get that, but I'm not really all that interested in your survival so much as mine, and my survival depends on us working together. So, there you go. I'm I'm being selfish in a situation like that. I get it. But at the same time, same time though, in a situation like that, I can't, like, I can't concern myself with everyone. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. so, So, you're, you're more likely to like, Kind of approach it as, you know, you're the private pile here, as in, like, the, the idiot yes. in this situation. I don't have time to assess whether or not you may be a savant. All I know is you're an idiot. Right. And so, I, I get that. I would probably be the same way in a lot of situations. Um, you know, I thought that I didn't like the trope, but the more I think about it, the more movies with idiot savants I really, really like. Rain Man, great example of it. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump in a lot of ways is an idiot. But honest. but they they start off as that. They don't just immediately become let's see. Yeah, I guess mind, I guess that's the problem, is that it's organically done when they do it. Right. Like you already know that they have
1: this this thing about them. And the thing is that like for Rain Man and, and Forrest Gump, so for Forrest, Forest is always the same. No matter what he does, it's always the same. Like he's just being himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's no no point where Forrest has a hidden talent. He's just like
0: oh. Uh, speed. hmm. Speed. Like, everything that he turns out to be super good at is speed based. Oh, yeah. Running. He, he and runs, he reloads, he plays ping pong. Anything that's like requires fast hand-eye coordination. Right. Now, he also just stumbles ass backwards into good luck. Mm-hmm. But, but it's not one of those things where, we're this suddenly out of nowhere it's like, here's the one thing I'm really good at. You
1: yeah, just happen yeah. to stumble upon it. Like, yeah. that's what I don't like. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Cause, Cause you always have that one character that is just an annoying piece of shit throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. until you get to the one thing that's like, we can't get through this locked door. Or well, just so happens, I know how to pick a lock, or like you know, work a a complex like you know like comp algorithm for like a a like combination lock thing, or whatever. Something stupid like that. Right,
0: like, right. Like, come on,
1: really? Like it, because again, like the entire time you have been nothing but a pain in the ass.
0: Right. And yeah. You
1: fucked up everything. Like we could have we could done this mission earlier had you not fucked things up. You know. So now we had to fall to like. Like backup plan C, right? And just happens in this backup plan, you're useful. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. That I don't like. So I guess the I guess like the issue where tropes fall apart for us, or when they're not done right. I mean, well, so it's pretty much any trope can
1: work if it's done right. I think it's when it's it's a trope. And not a story element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So certain things are story elements. Like, you when you have a story, you know, like, it's going to follow certain beats because it has to. Mm -hmm. And also because at this point, like, every story has a... Like, every type of story kind of has been done. And so
0: it's either going to follow this beat right here or Mm -hmm. this beat right here or this beat right here. I think Save the Cat establishes that there's, like, only 12 or 16 possible plot beats out there. Like, you can drape every single movie in existence into one of those 12 or 16 templates right and I, I think i think it was one of those two numbers and uh and so when you have that it's like at certain points like these these aren't tropes
1: are they're plot elements but a trope is when you have the thing where like the
0: one that you absolutely hate which is the but i wouldn't go that way if i were you like no no like, i love that <laughs> Like legitimately, that is one of my favorite horror movie tropes. <laughs> but it's like, if
1: you actually cared, you'd say that shit early.
0: Yeah, I know like, that's 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 why I love it is that it's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, th- because th- it's like it's always after the car like crests the hill and is gone. I wouldn't go that way if I was you. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean that kind of thing is just it's <laughs> it's just like what? I like I tell you one of the things I love, and I you have seen you shown you this before mm-hmm. is um. In No Country or For Old Men, where Anton Sugar is there and the guy immediately knows that he's done something to upset this guy. And this guy is like, he hasn't done anything scary or frightening, but his very presence though is unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy tries to do everything he can to like get out of the situation. He's like, well, I I should be closing up now. What 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 time do you close? Now. Now is not a time. But, like, like, what time do you close? You know, they, like, <laughs> this guy, he won't let him go. Right. In like, right. any other thing, like, you would have, like, something like that. was like, well, I need to be closing up now. And the person's like, okay, well, I guess I'll see you later. Even though it's 12 o'clock, like, who right. closes up at noon? Right, like, right. no, I mean, like, he won't let him go. Like, like, I'm not going to let this just be the end of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But in other things, it's like, the, people will take this as a, as as a given, like okay, well, I'll just let that go because right, we right. need to move the plot along. I'll tell you another trope I hate, absolutely hate, is when in a movie or TV show, when people pick up the phone and they don't say hello, they pick up the phone, and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> he's where? Okay, click." Like, yeah, who does that? I hate that when they don't say goodbye. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no chit chat. There's no like like hello, hey, is Joe there? This is Joe. I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Me, my dad's not a cell phone. (laughs) Duh, duh. My so-called girlfriend. I mean, (laughs) I don't think I want to live in a world where every conversation
1: that you had with somebody was just the facts. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was at work, in which case,
0: yeah, that's the only time I want just the facts. (laughs) Well, like there are times when they don't say hello and they answer the phone in movies that I like. Like, well, they'll just say like their last name or something, like in a cop movie or something. Yeah, they'll just be like. Pilkins. And that's cool. That, that just makes you seem like you're really in control. But I hate the not saying goodbye. Yeah. Like, all, all it takes she's like, okay, bye. Even, even when I'm talking to my mom, I'm like, okay,
1: bye. And she just hangs up the phone. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> really? I mean, I know you gave birth to me, but come on! You ruined my whole fucking day. Thanks. <laughs> nice. But yeah, I'm like, I mean, if you don't say goodbye or, or for some reason, like you don't even chit chat on the phone, like every conversation is about what's going on at that moment and nothing else. Right. Right. I mean, I'd love to see like a, like Amazon women on the moon kind of thing where like we're waiting on the call and it's like, this is them. They're calling. like, Hey, hello. What? Who? No. Get the fuck out. (laughs) It's like, no, like, No. Okay, bye. Click. And then there's like, ring. It's like, this is Joe. What? What? No, I, like, look, I, you just call me. I said, no! No! Like, oh, yeah! Yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, tomorrow's fine.
0: Okay, bye. <laughs> I mean, um, just to know, make them people seem, like, ordinary. You know what show was really good about making their phone conversations seem ordinary? It was Andy Griffith's. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, they'd get on they'd get on the phone, and then they'd talk to the phone switch operator, Sarah, and they'd be like, hey, Sarah, yeah, can you get me over to Aunt B? Yeah, I, fine, I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine. Can, can you get me over to Aunt B? Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I like how in Andy Griffith's show, outside of Andy and
1: Aunt B, like, everyone else was just on, like, their own time. Yeah. <laughs> like, Andy, Andy was always, like, frustrated with people, like, like I got shit to do, man. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's, he's just like uh
0: huh uh huh yeah. Can we move it along here? <laughs> yeah, like the, that's it's it's interesting because that show was one of the first ones to do that, where the lead character is the straight man and everybody else is the nutcase mm-hmm. most most of the time. But prior to that, it was like oh the lead guys are zany and everybody around them is is like tr- is pretty much the straight man trying to react to this.
1: Take your ass back to Mayberry and tell it bean Shabam have my bean pies? I'm gonna kick her ass. <laughs>
0: That was from White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Another another phone trope I like from shows in that cinematic universe was a uh, Gummer Pyle. It was like a running joke that they would fall back on um, when Sergeant Carter would get mad at somebody on the phone, and he would like Frank Sutton is great actor. I, I will die on that hill. He's an absolutely brilliant actor. You've talked about him several times. I, I love him. He is so, so good.
1: This guy got shot in the leg, right? In like yeah. the, in like the ankle. And he drove over to her house. And he just like broke into her house and just hanging out there. He has not bandaged up his ankle. He's still just limping around <laughs> just, with a bleeding ankle. Just freely
0: bleeding everywhere. Like I don't
1: have leather furniture, <laughs>
0: motherfucker. You're paying for that shit. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, like, Frank Sutton is so good at acting angry, and just, he's, like, such a good angry actor. And so, like, when he gets mad on the phone, he's really good at, like, slowly ramping it up. It's not like, oh, now I'm mad and I'm just gonna start screaming. It's like, he's, he's good at, like, gradually building up the pitch and octave of his voice until it's a full on scream. But what's funny is that, like, one of the running jokes that they would fall back on is that the person on the other end would just hang up, but you would only just hear him react to it. So he'd be like, yeah, no. Oh, you think that's what's going to happen? Well, let me tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Hello? 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 <laughs> and then he just like, puts the phone down, and they, they, he plays it so well. It's so good. <laughs> it just completely, immediately diffuses him. Yeah, yeah, just immediately, like, the, the screaming stops, the voice changes. Just, yeah, and I'll tell you another thing. Hello? Hello? it's <laughs> <is> so good.
1: <laughs> oh, this guy right here. I knew I recognized him for something. Nick Cassavetes, his father used to be a director. Hmm. Now, you probably, like, looking at him, you probably wouldn't recognize him at first, but you have to imagine without hair. He was, um, oh man, what's her, what's her name? She's, gosh, she's so freaking hot. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, um, uh, I think of, uh, I, I can see her face in my head. Of course, I can see her face in my head. Um, but anyway, he was her, the brother in Face Off. But he had a bald head and he had the earrings. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's the one that, when he tells Nicolas Cage, he's like, he's like, go and get out of here. And he's like holding his neck. Yeah. And then he moves his, like, the blood sp- spurting out of his neck. Yeah, that's him. That's Nick Cassavetti.
0: That's cool. That's and, cool. And like, if you
1: can imagine when you see him again, if you look at him without, without, like, imagine without
0: hair, you'll see it. <laughs> um, I need to rewatch Face Off.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I sent you that picture, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I laugh
1: reacted to it. My my brother sent me that, and uh, and he was, he was he was like, only you would get that. I'm like, dude,
0: that's hilarious. I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> that's hilarious. Actually, hilarious. That's actually, hilarious. <laughs> um, no, because we were talking about getting matching face off shirts. where like, I would get the shirt with like Nick Cage's face that says John Travolta on it. Oh yeah, and he, he would get the opposite <laughs> of it. And we never got around to doing that, but like that that's been our plans for like a couple of years now. We've wanted to do that. Um, we are doing the thing for uh, for the the con, right? The uh, the crazy eighty eight thing and the blue thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I'm down. Alright, word. I uh, I I'd, uh, I'd have to check uh, my suit because I think I, I wore that when I was a lot heavier. I think I actually gotta get a black suit. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm, I got a skinny tie though, so good. Now I gotta get a I gotta get a uh, a probably order it online get the uh, the Kato mask.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Word.
1: So anyway, sorry, we're t- talking about stuff on the podcast that we're gonna be doing in <laughs> real life. Um but uh but yeah, I mean, like the I, I I'll tell you, this is I, I understand for a movie's sake, like you you don't have a lot of time to really establish stuff, but I hate when two characters meet and um they they meet and they immediately fall in love. Like they've known each other for all like three days and they're like, I love you. But like, no, no, you fucking don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, stop that shit. And it's like, no, I can't live my life without you. Like, what? You've known her for all of, like, three days. If you can't live your life without you, your life was not worth having to begin
0: with. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. And, um, honestly, we saw it in one of the Let's Watches that we were doing the other day. It's just like, when the guy acts like a total dick, Mm -hmm. and the chick is, like, obviously put off by it at first, but then somehow, within the course of about 15 minutes, she suddenly finds it endearing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll let you take me to dinner. It's like, No. No the dude has been an absolute dick nugget to you. yes. For this entire conversation, no woman in real life would do that. And those are juicy. Yeah, this is pretty nice.
1: I too. something that bugs me is when people are driving, and they turn and look at the person next to them and they're just sitting there talking to them. Like even when you and I are in a car driving, I never look at you. I'm just on the road. I never look at you at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bad.
1: <laughs> I hate that. So sometimes like, every, like. In modern movies, I'll see where they'll actually turn back and look at the road, right? But even still, like, I never take my eyes off the road. Like, I never. God, those are nice. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just saying. You like, okay, sir? Like, like, yeah, like, 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 she's got a great body. She's got a pretty face. She's got beautiful eyes. And she's got beautiful eyes, right? Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, those, those are some spectacular uh, knockers there. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So, um,.
1: But, yeah, like, I never do that. And they, they sit there and they have a whole fucking conversation. Like, yeah. we did deliver the damn Shakespeare soliloquy <laughs> while looking at you while I'm driving down the road. Like, no.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, I, I don't really have an issue with it because I understand from a cinematography perspective. But, like, the way they remove the headrest from the seats. And the rearview mirror. And, oh, I see. I forgot about the rearview mirror. But I do, like, I don't care that they do it. But I want to address it in, like, one of our short film projects. Right. Like, as the guys are getting in the car, it's like, dude, dude where are your head This is not comfortable. <laughs> so, something like that. Just, like, I want to toss that out there. And it's like, no, no, it's a whole thing. You wouldn't get it. Yeah.
1: It's for the cameras. Wink. It's like, what cameras? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's a Deadpool thing. <laughs> it's a real Abed thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Abed thing. I, I like that more than a Deadpool yeah, thing. is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I bet meets Deadpool. Oh that god. That would be, like, that'd be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I bet convinced convinces Deadpool he's
0: autistic. <laughs> 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 Maybe you're on the spectrum. <laughs> just immediately derail the conversation. He's like, you see, I can't tell if I'm talking to Ryan Reynolds right now or if I'm talking to Deadpool. And, like, he could pull that sword, he's trying to kill him, but he's like, he can't, like... Because there's, like, nothing wrong with him. Like, he hasn't done anything. He's like, like, you're just, like, like, an innocent person. Just tell me shit I don't want to hear. That's doesn't make you a bad guy. Yeah, I, I would be down with that crossover. Uh, so, I...